You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. A swing and a long drive. Left center field. Way back to the track. To the ball. Grand slam. Yeah! The Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day Show is presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. Bringing a ground ball off the pitcher's up to the second baseman. Got him! A complete game. Five nothing shutout for Adam Wainwright. Now, Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby with the Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day Show presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. Well, good morning. Um, I, I, I think all of you know what I'm about to tell you because uh, there's a lot of speculation flying over the Internet last night. But uh, Alex uh, received his MRI yesterday, and after review by Dr. Paletta and, and our medical staff, it has been determined that he will require uh, Tommy John. That's Cardinals General Manager John Moselock this morning with some disappointing, perhaps expected news that nevertheless sent shockwaves through camp here in Jupiter, Florida. Along with Mike Claiborne, I'm Chris Raby. It's another edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren and Claibs. We are in our uh, very, very luxurious accommodations here, our broadcast center just over the right field wall at Roger Dean Stadium. Great to be back, man, and great to uh, officially have some camp activities. Finally glad that we're here. We've got a wonderful compound to work from. Uh, you, You said something that was interesting, shockwaves. Uh, throughout Cardinal camp. I think shockwaves throughout baseball, considering Alex Ray is considered being one of the top prospects in all of baseball. But, Chris, this happens everywhere. This isn't just a Cardinal thing where you run across a player who's going to go undergo Tommy John surgery. And when you look at some of the players, the, the great pitchers of the game, and they virtually all of them have had it at some point in their career. Yes, yeah, so we'll set the table for you. Obviously, a lot of Alex Reyes talk as the Cardinals for another year deal with a devastating blow in terms of an injury early in spring training. We're going to talk a lot about Reyes, what this means for the Cardinals. We'll visit with General Manager John Moselak, whom we just heard from, coming up in our next segment. The skipper and Alex Reyes himself will give their perspective on the injury and how you move forward and try to get better. Claves will also sit down with Mike Matheny and we'll widen the lens a little bit from the injury news this morning and talk about getting into another spring training, maybe being the hunter rather than the hunter did and his perspective on this year you know I, I think that to hear from Mike and, and we'll do that here in just a second and then I want to get some of your thoughts on what he says the word motivation I think comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes and Mike is a pretty good guy to deliver some of those variations hour number two we'll hear from John Rooney Kyle McClellan will give his perspective on Tommy John and what Alex Reyes is going to be dealing with and you'll visit with Matt Adams plus some exciting news about a concert coming to Bush Stadium later this summer a lot of things to talk about this you know, for us to start our first show here in Florida, uh, there's a lot of information going on uh, other than just Reyes. And obviously that's that's a big one. But uh, just to hear Mike Matheny talk about this approach this season and just listening to what's going on in the early stages, I, I feel like we're off to a better start than what we were in 2016. There has been so much made about the offseason, about – Additions around Major League Baseball for the first half of the offseason. We call this show the Hot Stove League Show, and for good reason. There's wheeling and dealing. There are moves to be made, and you do a lot of prognosticating. Not you necessarily specifically, but all of us. It's what we do in the media. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about that, and without further ado, the manager. I think it would be the easiest thing to just come in and 
start pointing out um, some projections or um, what's not being said about us. I don't think it needs to happen. Um, these guys all, I mean, information is so accessible anymore that uh, they're, they're, they know what's, what's the talk about our club. Um, and I can't help but hear it. I mean, they, they come to me and tell me, and, and I, I think that'll be some, some internal drive for each of them. But uh, as far as my messaging, you know, I, I try to focus on us, and I try to focus on what we have and focus on what I see as fact and then what I believe could happen. And uh, that's going to be it more than anything else. And, um, you know, I think we're always going to have, no matter whatever what, I, I don't think you can ever buy into the fact when they tell you that you're probably going to go in and win more games than anybody else. And I don't think we can buy in when, when they tell us from the other end of the spectrum. Of course, Clay's a lot of talk about some of the off-season projections, some of the projected standings and the expectations going into the season, and right or wrong, that will all take care of itself. We will have actual baseball to compare those projections to shortly, but again, I think you have to say that compared to the rest of the teams that Mike Matheny has brought into the spring, this Cardinals team probably has some different expectations. You know, this is a um, double-edged sword with regard to prognosticators, along with how much of an impact they should have on a team and players. First of all, look at the prognosticators. What have they seen other than what's on paper to give them an indication of what they really know? In most cases, they, they miss out. Uh, secondly, look at the individuals. I mean, you have guys, that, as we like to say, in their mother's basement, and all they do is look at what somebody else wrote or said, and they automatically think that they can be uh, the voice of, of what prognostication is all about. Now, with that said, from a credibility standpoint, I think players today, as Mike said, they see enough information out there that if you need to be motivated by what some joker you don't even know says about you, then we've got a bigger problem. And I think players now show up and just play. They play for each other compared to saying, we'll prove them wrong. Well, who cares who that person is? Yeah, I think the players play, I think from an analytical standpoint, where maybe different opinions, and this is in any profession, might be useful is that John Moselock and his group, they have their own uh, analysis that they run and their own projections that they run. And the more outside projections and information that they have, maybe they can use that to say, okay, this is what a certain model thinks of our uh, defense or our pitching or our base Mm -hmm. running. How do we use that information and try to do better what we do internally? And maybe you say, wow, they were way off on our base running. Wow, they were pretty close to what we had on our pitching. It's all part of a puzzle. And, you know, you use that to try and build the team and put the guys in place right. to go out and perform. Yeah, and I think that that's a little different than what these guys read on uh, sure. on the Internet. And or watch what, on right. MLB Network. Yeah. Or, and, 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 and they're, they're credible people out and, there. Yeah, and it's, it's part of the job, right, to, yeah. to, to predict who's going to win the World Series or who's going to win the Super Bowl or fill out a bracket for March Madness. I, I think, though, if you're a player today, you look at that clubhouse and you ask yourself the question, can we win with these guys? And the answer, I think, for this team is, yeah, we can win. We can compete. Uh, some Sometimes the people predict the Cardinals will finish under 500. I, I think that's hard to do, especially with Cincinnati and Milwaukee in your division. But with that said, there are a lot of other reasons where I think you still have experience. Even though you lose Reyes, I think your bullpen is going to be really solid. Um, I know they want to be a little bit more athletic, and we'll wait to see how that transpires. 
Uh, but I think overall, if the Cardinals play fundamental baseball the way they used to, they're going to be in this thing. But if they have another season like last year, then we're going to be talking about some other changes that are going to be having to be made with regard to how they deal with the future. Yeah, and we've certainly got a lot to talk about. And again, yesterday when we were thinking about what we'd talk about on the show tonight, we thought we'd be talking a lot about base running, about defense. We'll probably save that for next week. The full squad Plenty workouts. Plenty of time for that, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and the full squad workouts will start on Saturday. For now, pitchers and catchers are officially working out. Position players continue to trickle in, but we got to talk some Alex Reyes. We'll get started next as Cardinals General Manager John Mozeliak sits down with us. Chris Ramby and Mike Claiborne with you from Jupiter, Florida. Ben Boyd is our executive producer just getting started on another edition of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren. And we're back in a moment on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Joined by Cardinals General Manager John Mozeliak on the Cardinals Radio Network in Jupiter. John, uh, yesterday get the news that Alex was not cleared medically, went to get an MRI. Walk us through the timeline from that point until the decision was made for him to undergo Tommy John. Yeah, it's obviously disappointing news, Chris, but uh, yesterday when he, when he was taking his physical, we really should back up uh, to last Friday when he notified our medical staff that he was feeling some discomfort in his elbow. Subsequently, uh, after our doctors put their hands on him, they decided uh, it would make sense for him to take an MRI, which he did yesterday afternoon, and then ultimately once that was read, it was determined that uh, Tommy John surgery would be required. Tommy John surgery has now replaced the rotator cuff surgery we used to hear so much about a few years ago. Is anyone conducting a study on why we continue to see this injury arise, not just with professional players, but we see it on the youth level as well? Well, it's definitely something that, that is a, a Major League Baseball initiative and, and trying to understand exactly what's happening because the one thing people don't realize is you know, when we talk about Tommy John surgery, we're always referring to it in, in the sense of professional players. Mm-hmm. There's a whole other group of players at the college level or the high school level that don't, sometimes don't even reach our radar if they're not prospects. And so when people talk about recovery, we're using sort of the, that data set of professional players. And, yes, you're seeing a, a much more positive outcome in that surgery, but there's a lot of people that aren't really – being put into that, which is a little concerning. And so just trying to have a better understanding of what that looks like. But maybe more to the point is is how do you prevent it or how can you limit the number of people that are having it? And I don't think uh, anybody really understands that answer yet. Without understanding that, what have you guys as an organization, and maybe even you personally, John, learned about uh, some of these setbacks, especially at this time of year as you're getting ready for a season and how you can use them not just for the individual player's recovery but maybe use them to the benefit of the club if, if that's possible? You know, I wish I had a, 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 an articulate and smart answer for you on this because it's it's one of those sort of black boxes where, you know, certainly we understand that when, when something like this happens, you have to move forward. You can't look back. There's going to be no pity party for the St. Louis Cardinals in, in terms of 29 other teams. But you know, when you think about the, the investment we're making in our performance department and, and hopefully you, you see a more preventative-style approach, and, and maybe the way to think about it is is you're going down the road, you're looking forward and not back more from a medical standpoint. That's our goal, but that's going to take time. And with that being said, I know it's frustrating, especially fans that, that see it from you know 30,000 feet, but even a guy who, who looked as good as Reyes at some point, it's, it's not something you can diagnose, and it seems like the surgery becomes almost an inevitability for a lot of guys in the industry. Well, Chris, I would definitely say that that when you think back to, to his initial injury in, in 2013, that 
these roads usually lead one place, and that's in the operating room. And, and so this is not a shock to us um, in, in terms of just the timing of the first day of camp. That's probably more the shock and awe at this point. But, you know, I, I, I think he understands what's ahead of him, and um, I would imagine – We'll probably see him in St. Louis because he'll, he'll likely do his rehab there, just given our medical team up there. And, and uh, you know, hopefully he progresses well and, and we see him next spring as, as someone competing for our rotation spot. Uh, there is somewhat of a silver lining considering the timing of this. But with that said, what next? What's next on the agenda as far as how you address losing one of your best prospects and certainly a guy that was going to compete to make this roster? Well, it's... I, Again, once you get over sort of the loss of, of a talent like that, you, you, you understand that the reason we always talk about adding depth, making sure that we're protected, because things like this happen. And, um, you know, the, starting my 10th season as general manager, and I think we've probably had this type of press conference at least four or five times. So it's, it's, it's something that you hope you prepare for and, and, and ultimately you, you think you can handle. And is there a bright side, too, that over that time, I imagine the handling of guys, if the rehab goes as expected, is kind of stress-free at this point. You're not really holding your breath when, when someone like Lance Lynn gets on a mound, whether it's last fall in the minors or, or now. Has that changed at all in terms of the recovery and how guys perform if they don't have any setbacks during the rehab? Well, I, I definitely would agree with you in, in terms of, of when someone goes under the knife, in terms of planning for their, their, their upcoming year. And so from someone like Lance Lynn, for example, we all got to see him pitch last year in September, uh, looked good, and we decided to give him a, a very normal off season and not push him in September. And and being able to sort of help that type of roadmap for someone's uh, rehab is very important. And so I do think you'll see a very con- controlled and strategic approach with Alex moving forward. Final question for me. We're still in the phase of playing a lot of catch, but – Every year there's a guy that comes in the spring training that you pay close attention to, that you look at. I know Matt Bowman was that guy last year. Who's a guy that you're going to kind of take a look at and closer because of either, A, the pitching opportunities that's here, or maybe there's another situation in another position that stands out? You know, I think, and I feel like I'm answering this a little bit because of the topic we're dealing with today, but I do feel like, Trevor Rosenthal is someone that I'm, I'm very curious to see how he responds to, to the multiple innings approach and just to see if, if his way of pitching is going to change. Um, you may recall when he first came up, change-up, breaking ball, all were very positives. And then as he, as he sort of emboldened himself into the closing role, it was something where you saw fastball, 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 and he got away from pitching. Now this may create an opening for him to pitch more and so i i mean i am interested in that but there's 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 a there's a youthful movement in this camp as well that i'm very excited to see and you know if you are looking for that one sort of electric arm that's sort of the the next guy up al contrero john appreciate the time man thanks Thank you. Missing baseball season? Cardinals Nation and Ballpark Village is open seven days a week. Stop by for a bite to eat or relive some of the Cardinals' greatest moments by going through the Cardinals Museum. For more information, visit cardinalsnation.com. A little bit more on Alex Reyes' injury. When we come back, we hear from the skipper and Reyes himself. Plus, we'll look at a couple of the candidates for the spot in the rotation. That's next on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you in Jupiter on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Kid that came in and and uh, did so much in such a short period of time to make such a, a big splash in an organization and open the eyes of the 
of the league. Um, that's a, it's a hard thing to do. So, you know, um, trying to figure out, <clears throat> you know, how that affects us is obviously secondary to what what he's going through personally. That's Cardinals manager Mike Matheny earlier today as the Cardinals lose Alex Reyes for the season. He will undergo Tommy John. We're back from Jupiter. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network. And, uh, you know, I think Mike, right off the top, they're hitting the nail on the head talking about uh, a kid because, you know, these guys are men and they're professional athletes, but uh, a guy who still has so much more developing to do, Mike, both on and off the field, just you couldn't help but feel bad for him, I thought, today, Alex Reyes. It's been a tough two years for him when you go back to last year where he was suspended before the season started. Uh, And now this, uh, I wonder if he – ever thinks he's going to have a chance to go through a spring training uh, unencumbered. But you, you touched on something. He's a very young man who's got a lot of baseball still left in him. Uh, this didn't happen midway through his career or midway through his season. I think it's important for him to be able to seize this opportunity and try and develop himself in other areas physically and mentally because he's going to have a lot of free time. Yeah, he is. Here is Alex Reyes. You know, I was thrown aside at home, um, and, you know, I felt something different through off-speed pitch, and, you know, I thought I'd let the trainer know, and it was just kind of a pain throughout my elbow that, you know, I, I haven't felt before, so I thought it was important to relay the message. And the thoughts that have been going through my head, you know, it sucks. It sucks just, to, you know, to go through this and, you know, miss, I mean, entire season. But, I mean, if those are things that, you know, that has to happen to, get back on the field for at 100%, and, I mean, that's, that's what we got to do. Even with the disappointment, is there any silver lining in looking at how some guys around baseball have, have dealt with this and recovered and, and in some cases maybe even had more success after the surgery, Alex? Yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of guys, you know, who've, who've been through the surgery. I mean, the success rate's high. I mean, it's something I definitely look at, but something you never want to go through, and, you know, and unfortunately it's here. That's got to be the hardest thing, Mike, to come up, as you said, deal with adversity, deal with injuries, deal with the suspension last year, have all of the hype about being the top prospect in the organization, and then have just a little taste of incredible success in a playoff race at the big league level. I'm sure he feels like he's letting the team down. Yeah, I, I would imagine that's part of it. Um, he came into camp. I thought he was about 10, 12 pounds lighter than what we saw him last year. So he obviously was taking care of himself. Uh, it's, it's a disappointment, but I think the, the good guys find a way to turn this into a positive, and I think Alex Reyes is a good guy. I think the other issue that he has working for him, there's a lot of guys in that clubhouse that have gone through this. Uh, our best pitchers, whether it's Adam Wainwright or you, we're, we're looking at Zach Duke now, Lance Lynn's gone through it. Uh, Mike Leake's gone through it. Uh, there's a lot of guys who have had this injury that they can relay their experiences with him uh, uh, with regard to how they dealt with it. And I'm sure he'll pick and choose some things that may apply to him. And when it's all said and done, he should be a better player. Well, and as General Manager John Mozeliak told us, this is becoming commonplace uh, around the baseball industry. And Mike Matheny, with that being said, tried to look at the big picture. That's the, the realistic really perspective to take in the conversations that I've had with Alex too is there's a hard to imagine but there's a chance you come back better from this thing and he's going to have a year to to really develop just strength overall body strength because as they're trying to get range of motion and then arm strength up the whole time he was in there today you know working on his lower half and uh, working on his core and you know he's still at that developmental stage of his life 
and this could be something that he could, you know, it could it could be beneficial in the long run. Hard to hear right now, getting ready to go, you know, under the knife, and you know that's a, it's just a lot, a lot to, to take in, and there's a lot of uncertainty even in his mind, regardless of the great history um, that we've seen over recent years, how this has developed into a, you know, let's follow the program really close because this program's pretty proven. And, uh, but I think it, it should be, there should be enough reason for him to have some optimism on what this is going to look like over the long term. That can be a scary thing in life when you have to do something or you're faced with the decision and you make it and it's not the comfortable decision to sometimes say, I just need to admit that I don't know uh maybe everything uh, about the situation and then alex reyes's case he's got to put his trust in the cardinals medical staff and his trust in the rehabilitation process and his trust then ultimately in himself that he's going to take this thing head on and he's going to commit to the rehab and he's going to come back a, a better player and uh maybe a stronger person well you use the word trust and i think in his case it really applies because you've got some of the best people in baseball working on you, and Dr. Paletta and Dr. Gross will be involved as well. Uh, the rehab staff, it's not like they don't have a lot of experience at this as far as helping guys get through it. So I think it's a plus for him to have to be surrounded by so many people who have gone through this, and the results that they've been able to turn out have certainly been positive. All right, meanwhile, we look towards other candidates for rotation spots, including Michael Waka, who threw today. It's probably about the fourth or fifth that I've thrown, and, you know, just trying to get the command back, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, a little at a time, working fastball command, getting that to where I want it to be, and then, you know, I think secondary pitches will come after that. But, you know, I'm really happy with the way my body feels and, the way the shoulder feels as well. Though. Arm just feels like it's able to move freely and without any pain, and you know, and it's working the right way, I think. And so, uh, you know, I'm real happy with the way it's the way it's going and the way I'm bouncing back, recovering, and uh, feeling out there on the mound as well. Michael Walker, also a guy Claves, who's had to put some trust in a process that I'm sure has been frustrating. After like Reyes, he had incredible success when he first came up. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch this. He said he felt good today. I think we always find out and ask that question tomorrow how you feel. And this is going to be a work in progress for him and just getting the confidence. But in in listening to him today, he feels like he's making some progress that he hadn't made in the past in spring training. All right, going to move on and talk a little big picture with Cardinals manager Mike Matheny next. Catch a game at Hall of Fame style in the new proficient Red Jacket Club. This all-inclusive area is designed to commemorate the Cardinals' iconic Hall of Famers and features an upscale buffet and full-service bar. Tickets start at just 75 bucks and are on sale now at cardinals.com slash all-inclusive. We continue and sit down with the skipper next on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren, Chris Raby, and Mike Claiborne with you in Jupiter on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. So first couple of days of workouts for Cardinals pitchers and catchers in the books, and manager Mike Matheny joins us on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. What's it like to to get that uniform on officially after everyone's kind of working out in gym clothes over the last few weeks, Mike? It's always uh, always great to get in the sunshine down here. You know, we've had quite a few guys here for weeks, and so it's seemed like spring training started a while ago. But uh, yeah, to officially get things started, to officially put guys kind of on the clock as far as getting our pitchers built up, um, seeing a couple arms we hadn't seen yet, and it's a uh, it's a great day. The first day of spring training is always very special. How much has spring training changed for you as your first spring training as a player? to your first spring training as a manager to where you're at now? 
Well, I think it's always um, it's always an evolving process to uh, try to figure out what uh, what this group of guys needs. I, I think it's different. You know, I went to lengths about that as I talked with the the rest of the writers about. You know, I, I think even if you are a team that just won it all, you, you have to come back with a different message. If you see in, in the need for a different message, if you see that there's something that's lacking, you have to address it, and then your work has to work in the direction of trying to figure out how to improve that. So, um, you know, to me, I, I think it's always going to be something a little new. I'd say if there's any kind of major uh differences is is trying to um, figure out how to not beat guys down so much i mean i remember early on in my career and it's probably just that phase you had to be at as a young player you you were just out there all day i remember we were catching 10 15 bullpens it seemed like every single day i mean you were beat down and so part of that is trying to take some of the information we have and focus towards getting our guys ready for for opening day and it doesn't necessarily mean beating them down for the first few weeks that you're in spring training do you enjoy the challenge of, of that process, especially when it comes to a club that looks different on the field, a club that maybe has a bit of a different personality in the clubhouse? And, and what have you learned about that process since you took this job? Yeah, I think um, I think any piece that is either removed or added has the instant ability to change the culture inside your clubhouse. And um, you know, we make a big deal about culture, and you know, people might get tired of hearing about it. But the more I study anybody who, who's been really successful for a long time whether it's in sports or whether it's in business it seems like they keep coming back to that idea too and that, that when there's something special which there has been for a long time in the cardinals organization um what is it first of all um how do you maintain it and how do you grow it and i, I think that's just a it comes down to people and you know we we get beat up a lot about the cardinal way thing but you know, it's really hard to apologize for having good people in place, whether it's our ownership group or down through the level of instruction that we we get uh, with our with our coaches and and our veteran players. It's uh, it's very unique, and it's something that we need to realize is not just an asset; it's an edge. And so, it's something that we've got to continue to try and grow. Now, whether we run around carrying this big banner that says that we've got it figured out better, or we got better people than anybody, you know, that's not necessarily true. But I think it's also shame on us if we don't try and capitalize on it and make a big deal of it so we can continue to push it forward. Well, like every company, whether you're Microsoft or Apple or if you're the mom and pop store, you've got like an employee handbook and a way to go about things. Why is it viewed differently in sports, do you think, Mike? Uh, you know, we do have some handbooks as far as uh, some of the, the techniques that we do, um, just to make sure there's some consistency all the <laughs> way through. And once again, it, it's nothing earth-shattering. There have been other organizations that have seen some of the stuff that we put out there, and they're like, well, this is, you know, what's this cardinal special? This, this is the same stuff we're doing. And it really, uh, I, I think it's not just what you do, it's, it's how you do it. And, and I think it comes down to the character of the people involved. It really, it really does, which... Um, to me, is is the difference. We have so many good people involved here, people who have been able to to have been directly influenced by the musuals of this baseball world, and the Shane East and the Gibsons and the Brocks and the Suiters and the Smiths and the, and Willie McGee's and uh, Tony LaRusso's all all of our long list of incredible uh, names who've been in this jersey. Uh, there's a way they've gone about their business that it should it should have made a difference in how you go about yours. And, you know, that's kind of the handbook is then passing along, whether it's verbatim stories that you heard from some of these legends or just some of the things that you've seen from other players who had been influenced by them. I mean, it's to me, it's almost um, 
you, you have this trust that's been put into your hands of, of passing along what what this jersey stands for and to make sure that it doesn't slip while it's under your watch because, you know, we each of us only have this for a temporary time and we want to make sure that uh, on our watch we're not we're not losing uh, that culture, that edge, and and that uh, tradition and history that comes with being a St. Louis Cardinal. You you come down here, and I know you like to teach. You like to, and you have good coaches that like to teach. How do you take six weeks of teaching and reminding of the fundamentals and the things you want to stress? How do you transfer that into the season? Because some guys will be, it'll have muscle memory, and then other guys are going to have to be subtly reminded. So, how will you try and transfer that into the season? Yeah, Mike, you know, that's a really applicable question because um, that that's really one of the things that we see ourselves doing. When you were talking earlier about what kind of changes you make, I, I, we, we had some feedback from some of our guys that you know they would like a little bit more of those reminders during the season than what we've done in the past. And you have some teams where you have a lot of veterans who just really know their routine and they really don't want to come off that routine. And... And they really do kind of self-manage how they handle some of their things, some of the smaller details. Um, but when you have some younger players, I think it's real important that, that we have to evaluate how did things go this past season and what are some things that we can do that may allow them uh, and all of us to be more consistent. And if we, we look at those um, and, and are honest, then you have to make some subtle changes. And some of those changes might be the work that we do throughout the season, just looking a little different. I've said it a number of times that you know I think spring training could be different everybody. You know, it seems like I have to answer it every morning. What are we doing different today? You know, a lot of it is, is sometimes the communication. Sometimes it's little things that no one will see that we take players out of a drill and we'll put them in a cage where they're getting some one-on-one attention or they're getting some one-on-one work afterwards. Um, it, it's kind of custom suited to what each individual player needs, and I think some guys on this club uh, even see the need to maybe do some things throughout the season, just like we're doing in spring training. Just some subtle and, and some consistent reminders. How about some of the things the players take upon themselves and even this week before the official workout start to see how full that clubhouse is with not just guys on the 40-man or guys that will be on the 25-man, but some of the younger guys, some of the position players who are here at 7, 8 o'clock, spending time together, having meals together. What's the importance of that at this point of the year, Mike? Yeah, it's nice that that's happened organically. You know, I don't send out a... I don't send out any kind of uh, memo (laughs) that everybody needs to. It'd be your best interest to show up two weeks early. Uh, You know, I don't do anything like that. It's just, it's something we've made a big deal about in the past, which I think kind of then, and our veteran players have made a big deal about guys who've won. And so I think anybody in life, um, you want to get somewhere, you go and ask somebody who's been there uh, how to get there. And and so we have some players here who've had personal success and have had team success. And you watch what they're doing. You watch the fact that Yachty spends most of his time in the winter down here, but when he's here, he's down here working his butt off. Claves, you've seen it. Um, you, you watch Wayno show up early. You watch some of these guys who've been around the game seem to be the ones that are kind of pushing the envelope on, on, on how to go about your work. It's real easy to just kind of tap a kid on the shoulder and say, just watch. Watch that guy. And um, been real. Uh, we've just been blessed in this organization to have that kind of um, example, you know, we can stand up here and shout it into a blue in the face, but when they see some of our players and how they go about their business, it makes it real easy for that to be replicated and going into the future. Final question for me: Every year you come into spring training, and I'm sure there's always a player 
<clears throat> that you're anxious to see, whether he's a minor league kid that you saw finish strong or maybe somebody you acquired in the offseason. Have you had a f- chance to figure out who that player you're going to look for this year? I mean, is it a, a person like uh, Jordan Logan or somebody like that? Um, you know, I, I hate to single anybody out because I'd probably put more pressure on him. I think uh, Jordan Schaefer's a, a, he's an interesting He's an interesting case, and um, only because we've never really had one of these before, and um, not not intentionally. I know uh, Whitey used a couple guys like that where they throw them into the outfield for a couple at-bats or batters and then bring them back in the game. I, it, it's exciting to think about how we might be able to use a, a tool like a, like a Schaefer. But all these young kids, I mean, I watched um, just some of the – bodies walking through there i mean this alcantara kid i mean he he's impressive looking and i know he throws 100 um i i hear so much about so many of them and some of them that we saw even last year whether kids we brought from step camp or you know we follow them every single day throughout the season i get the reports from the managers and coaches and so to kind of watch and see how they've grown and developed because some of these kids we got one 19 year old in camp i mean that's unbelievable and so Watching some of them progress, I think, is going to be very – it's going to be fun for us. And to be honest, you know, with so many players that we're going to be have going to the WBC, these kids are going to get to play. There are going to be some kids that are probably going to be playing on our on our big game field uh, that typically wouldn't have the chance to. And, um, you know, the WBC is good for the game, and, and it's good for these young players to get their opportunity also. Uh, Mike, last thing for you. Um, a lot's been made about expectations for – you for the Cubs coming back as the World Series champions for the division. Um, your expectation, or I guess if you were to say, well, what should a fan's expectation be for this club headed into this season? You know, to me, it's it's really simple. Um, I expect us to be the best team in baseball. And um, I'll tell you for fact right now, as we sit here, we're a better team than we were a year ago. And, yeah, we lost um, – key guys uh, but we gained some key guys but I think as you take what uh, what steps forward so many of our players have made we, we have a young team a young team that's gained a lot of experience in, in a hurry and and have learned some tough lessons that they needed to learn but talent wise uh, I match us up with, with anybody and I believe that this team can and should be uh, the best team in baseball and that's the way we're going to go about our business we have to set that expe- expectation at that level um, I believe it's real and I'm not going to have anybody that's going to talk me out of it, to be honest. And a week from Saturday, we'll be on the field and on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network. Mike, appreciate it. The Cardinals Kids Club, presented by Rawlings, is the exclusive fan club for Cardinals fans ages 13 and under. Tremendous membership benefits include two tickets to a 2017 Cardinals home game, an invite to a members-only autograph party at Bush Stadium, and much more. For more information, visit cardinals.com slash kidsclub. Back to wrap up this hour of Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren. Chris Ramby, Mike Claiborne with you. Ben Boyd's our executive producer, and we're back in a moment on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Hour number one, almost in the books, and a big second hour coming your way here in just a bit. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne back with you in Jupiter on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network. Of course, a big first hour. Our thanks to Cardinals general manager John Mozeliak, also the skipper Mike Matheny. We heard from Alex Reyes and Michael Waka as well. Cardinals pitchers and catchers will have their third day of workouts tomorrow here in Jupiter. And again, more and more position players are coming in. It seems like with every hour, 
Saw Johnny Peralta today. Saw Tommy Pham today, who got into town this morning. Cardinals' first full workout will be on Saturday. All right, let's give away uh, some tickets right now. John Rooney's going to visit with us to kick off hour number two. He's headed to a little Missouri Valley Conference action tonight, and you can get to Arch Madness. Let's give away six ticket vouchers for any single session of the 2017 Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Tournament on March 2nd through the 5th. For more information on the Missouri Valley Conference games, visit archmadness.com, and we'll take caller number three right now at 314-969-1120. Kyle McCollum's going to be with us in the second hour, and really interested to hear from Kyle about the mental side of taking on an injury like this for a player that has to undergo Tommy John surgery and knows not just that they're going to miss time, but it's going to be a really, really long road back. How do you deal with that? Marco Gonzalez just dealt with Tommy John, and uh, you know he said that it's about embracing it. You need to take the not just injury, but the rehab head on and try to make yourself better. You know you can uh, see guys and, and how they go about their rehab. Alex Reyes, as, as Mike Matheny pointed out, was in the weight room today, working on his lower half, working on his core. How can you continue to try and get better even when you're faced with adversity and even when you're sidelined? Because Alex Reyes is going to be a part of the Cardinals for a long, long time. We'll get Kyle McClellan's perspective on that coming up in our next hour. Matt Adams as well. He's rehabbed from some injuries and hopes to be a big part of the Cardinals. He will join us, and we'll talk about a big concert coming to Bush Stadium. But like I said, John Rooney is going to lead us off in hour number two of the Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Ameren. Chris Ramby and Mike Claiborne with you. Ben Boyd's our great executive producer, Alex Ferrario, helping out back in St. Louis as well. One hour in the books, one to go. Don't go anywhere. We're back after these messages with more baseball on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. A swing and a long drive. Left center field. Way back to the track. To the ball. Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day Show is presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. Bringing a ground ball off the pitcher's glove to the second baseman. Got him! A complete game, 5 nothing shutout for Adam Wainwright. Now, Mike Claiborne and Chris Raby with the Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day Show presented by Amron on the Cardinals Radio Network. Kicking off hour number two of the program with John Rooney as we talk Cardinals baseball from Jupiter, Florida on the Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day show presented by Ammer and Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you. John, how are you? I'm doing fine, and it sounds like you have that uh, that broadcast center echo going down there in Florida, so uh, you're in the plush settings of our broadcast center outside the ballpark there. So looking forward to getting down there in a week or so. Yeah, and we've been very, very busy in the broadcast center as, uh, unfortunately, the Cardinals open spring training with some more tough injury news. Alex Reyes going to undergo Tommy John surgery here in Jupiter with Dr. George Paletta and will be out for the 2017 season. John, it's certainly something the Cardinals have had to deal with in recent history to guys they expect to play significant roles, but that doesn't really soften the blow or, I guess, the disappointment. Yeah, it is a disappointment. Uh, looking forward to having a, a big season from him where he contends for Rookie of the Year. After watching him at the end of last year where he put up three wins, two of those out of the bullpen against the Cubs, we had a lot of high expectations for Reyes. But every team goes through that. I mean, the Mets pitching staff was hit pretty hard last year, and they need all of their arms to be well to contend over the National League East. And the Cardinals will have to uh, find the next man up, and maybe that'll be Michael Walker or somebody else out of the system or – who knows what Mo has up his sleeve? We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, John, there there are no pity parties in the big leagues because this is an injury that every team has to endure at some point. And, and you have to wonder, 
uh, especially the Cardinals, will they have enough uh, support with regard to other pitchers? I happen to think they do. Luke Weaver had a, a really good outing uh, when he had a chance to pitch in the big leagues, and they've got some other arms that they can look at. Now the Waka's going to be here, and he feels good in his first bullpen. I don't think it's as all bad as maybe some might think it could be, but when you lose a top prospect, obviously you're not going to be as good as maybe you'd hope to be. Well, along that line, Claves, I was thinking yesterday when I heard the news and the possibility of the surgery, that that time Luke Weaver spent the big leagues last year may pay big dividends, getting his feet wet, getting used to the surroundings. Uh, it wasn't uh, a rosy situation for him where everything went well. He had to take a few lumps last year, but that's all part of the learning process. He has some great talent, and having that experience at the big league level just may help him and provide him with what he needs to be ready to pitch at the major league level this season. So somebody is going to have to step up, and you're right, every team goes through that. Pitchers have surgery. That's just a fact of our game and what we go through. Reminds me of being with Adam Wainwright for a season or without the closer Jason Mott. That just happened to be one of those things where you have to deal with it and move on. And how about Lance Lynn last year and the fact that they're not just hoping that Lance is going to be a contributor this year. He's he's ready to go after pitching in the minors last year following a successful rehab. With that being said, John, I'm wondering with your time in baseball how you have seen the technology and specifically this procedure change. When we have now come to a point where instead of a, sig- a stigma about the injury and, and, and the surgery and maybe it being a career killer for a guy, sometimes guys are coming back even stronger and performing even better than before they had it. We've all talked to Lance Lynn during the offseason and now into spring training. He expects to come back and contribute. He expected to contribute at the end of last year. Maybe he could have, but I thought it was a wise decision to course run and get him into spring training and be ready to go for the 2017 season. And now they're really going to count on him. So I'm glad he's back and have that kind of mentality on the mound and, and the way he goes aggressively after major league hitters. Then that's a real plus for the Cardinals. And they have Wainwright, another year removed from his Achilles surgery, that uh, you want you want good things from Adam, too. And Carlos Martinez is another year along at the major league level. We need to get more out of Mike Leake. There's no question that he needs to be the pitcher that we saw in the past from the Cincinnati Reds. And then Michael Walker, if he's healthy and can perform anywhere near the level of what we saw out of him in game four of a division series against the Pirates a few years ago, then the Cardinal pitching staff will be okay. John, I know you're going to be here soon for spring training, and I think we all would agree that last year's spring training just had an awkward feel to it. So so this year for you, what are you going to look for to give you a comfort level of uh, this team being ready to go when it's time to say play ball for real? You know, already, Claves, I like what I hear out of spring training that the Cardinals are going to work on the fundamentals. I'm on my way down to Springfield, Missouri, to do a basketball game with Illinois State and Missouri State. And Illinois State is allowing opponents to shoot just a little over 37% of the field. That's fourth best or third best in the country and tops in the Valley. And they wear that shutting the other team down like a badge of honor. And that's something the Cardinals did over the years with their good defense and their pitching. They wore that like a badge of honor. And I'd like to see that become a habit again. And I think that starts in spring training. I'd like to see the regulars play together a little bit more as we get closer to the end of spring training. I don't think we saw very much of that last year as they were trying to space things out, get people ready, and hopefully have them going well without injuries for the long haul. But I look for a little more intensity out of the spring in terms of getting ready for that opening night against the Cubs and 
I think it'll just be a lot better spring overall if we can get some good news now after the Reyes news earlier this week. John, uh, as we talk about some of the fundamentals and and some of the things the Cardinals can improve on, Mike Matheny said yesterday that a lot of that isn't necessarily just on the baseball field. It's off the field, and they are so excited to have Lou Brock, Ozzie Smith, Willie McGee, invaluable resources, help guys grow off the field, talk baseball, talk fundamentals, and help to foster maybe some of that improvement. Well, and uh, be dedicated to the game. That's all part of it. Those gentlemen certainly were. They loved the game. And to try to foster that love for the game with the young players, the way players are under the microscope. And we do have kind of a a sports center approach where all the the game-winning hits and the home runs and all those highlights just seem to uh, tick up the intensity another notch or two. And is it possible to have fun anymore? Well, those guys did. And they had fun all the way to uh, many of them Hall of Fame careers. And I hope that these players can enjoy themselves and go out and play the game. The fans certainly enjoy what they do. And if they can, I think the results will be very good. But how blessed are we to have those great players, have them on hand in spring training and through the regular season at Bush Stadium. And sometimes we see them on the road. Uh, It's a real blessing. Oh, there's no doubt about it. John Rooney, always appreciate the time. Have a great call tonight and looking forward to seeing you down here in Jupiter next week. See you, gentlemen, in a week. Thank you. Missing baseball season, Cardinals Nation and Ballpark Village is open seven days a week. Stop by for a bite to eat or relive some of the Cardinals' greatest moments by going through the Cardinals Museum. For more information, visit cardinalsnation.com. Well, some Alex Reyes talk there with John. We'll talk more about it with Kyle McClellan, a guy who's had Tommy John surgery and rehabilitated from it. That's next on the Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day Show. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne with you from Jupiter on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. From Jupiter, Florida, Chris Ramby and Mike Claiborne with you on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network, our first Cardinals countdown to opening day since pitchers and catchers have reported. And we're talking a lot tonight, unfortunately, about the season-ending surgery that will happen for Alex Reyes. Former Cardinal Kyle McClellan now joins us on the program. And, Kyle, it's tough uh, news for any organization to get regarding an injury as you open camp, but especially Alex Reyes. What a tough blow for the team and for Alex after he burst onto the scene and was so impressive last year. Yeah, it's it's a tough blow, but it, it's part of it. And you can tell being in that locker room today, you know, that it, nothing phases these guys. And injuries are going to happen, and, and it, you just look for that next guy to step up. So it's a good opportunity for Waka. It's a good opportunity for uh, a Weaver and – some of those young guys to get innings and get it and get a look at Trevor Rosenthal. So, you know, it's, it's part of the game and these guys are so good at, at adapting and dealing with those things that, um, you know, you, you just, you have to go with the guys that you have. You had this injury, so you know what it's like. So take us through the steps of when you knew something was wrong and the rehab process, the surgery, the whole nine yards, along with this, did you take advantage of it being a learning process because you were on ice, you knew you weren't going to play, but you had the opportunity to be around so many good professional pitchers? Yeah, well, to to your second question first, I, and I actually thought about that when I heard the news, that if I had the chance, I would tell them, find a positive, find a learning experience mm-hmm. out of this somehow because you are going to be sitting there for a long time. Find somebody that you can buddy up to, and maybe it's Zach Duke who's going through the same thing. And and not just about the surgery, but just about the game and how can you improve your game when you come back. For me, it saved my career because I was going to get released as a minor league player. I had struggled really bad. And I, it took me 22 months to rehab. I had another elbow surgery after uh, with the ulnar nerve after the Tommy John. 
but it gave me a chance to mature. It gave me a chance to really sit back and realize that this game can be taken from you very quickly. And so when I got that opportunity, then I kind of hit the ground running and, and was in the big leagues fairly quickly after that. But to go back to the process, there's two types of injuries. There's the gradual tear and there's the, the one pitch. For me, it was one pitch. I threw it. It, it was like a, a rubber band snapped. I could, you could hear it. You, you know, and I felt that I'm jumping around on the mound, um, and there was no doubt. Other guys, it's a small gradual tear, and and you 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 have pain, and you you lose your location, and you know it, it happens over a couple years. Zach Duke just told me he's pitched with a partially torn ligament for nine years, and and wow. was able to get through. So everybody's different, and but once it happens, there's this this point of. Um, 24 hours of just feeling bad for yourself and then going in and getting it done right away and as soon as you get done it's like okay what do I got to do to get better can when can I start running when can I start you know doing exercises with my lower half because I know my upper body's not going to be there but I get my legs in shape and and you know I can't be adding all this weight and and, and then it's it's the slow 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 mental and, and physical grind to get back to to where you need to be so you need to not just accept it mentally you need to embrace it mentally and use it as an opportunity and say listen this is something that i have to do and, and it's a chance for me to get to get better all around not just you know in my elbow yeah it's definitely an attitude adjustment i mean going into it you have to be your attitude has to be right it, look you're going to wake up he, he's going to wake up tomorrow morning and he's not going to be able to move his arm so he doesn't have a choice physically uh, but it's how does he attack that mentally how does he go about his rehab process is he going to come in and be a worker is he going to come in and and just do what he has to do. And and these guys don't get to this level without being workers and determined. And, and you have other guys that are going through it with you, and it pushes you and it motivates you. Uh, and, and you see success stories that guys are having and coming back. And, and you want to be a part of the locker room and, and of this team going forward. So um, it, it it's a it, it's a mental – I can just tell you this. When I was done and I heard, heard I had to have another surgery, I, mentally I was beat. I was defeated. I, I went through six rehabs, and I just—it it was more the mental than it was the physical. It's just a—it's a long, lonely road. What of all the rehab exercises you go through? What was the one you just dreaded? But what was the one that was most productive as far as accelerating your rehab? I mean, you know, all your exercises are pretty standard. You've been doing them before you had the surgery. You're doing them after, so there's really no no change in that. For me, it was. It, it was the the mound process. So you start on the flat ground, and it's hard because you have to you have to throw at fifty percent. Well, try to tell a professional athlete to do right. anything at fifty percent. So it's hard to gauge that and, and to and to pull back, but yet push yourself enough that that you're 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 pushing through barriers and, and and able to get a little bit better each time. Then all of a sudden, you bring hitters into the mix. And I was talking to Mitch Harris yesterday about it, and he's getting ready to face hitters. That's a whole different level. Even if you're on the backfield, as soon as a hitter gets in there, it just it, it changes your your adrenaline, it changes your effort, it changes everything. So uh, then that's another big step. How do you feel after that? You're going to be a lot more sore. Sore is good because you're you're pushing through things, um, and then and then you get to the point where it's um, you know you feel like you're ready for games, and then it goes to a whole nother level. So all of these effort levels, all the extension that you're getting, all of all of that is is uh, it's designed to be uh, changed as each one of those steps happens. So 
Uh, for me, it was the hard because you're, you're dialing it back, but also the excitement of I'm on the mound again. I got, I'm down that slope. I got a hitter in there and, and trying to navigate all of those uh, obstacles. It's pretty amazing, guys, as uh, we're visiting with Kyle McClellan on Cardinals Countdown to opening day presented by Ammer and Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne in Jupiter, Florida, that how not long ago was it that this thing, and Claves, you can provide perspective on this too, this thing was seen as maybe something that could derail or end a career to the point where now it's become yeah. commonplace. Um, as John Mozillock said, it's disappointing, but you almost assume it's, it's just about everyone. Marco yeah. Gonzalez told me today, he said, look around this room, almost everyone's been cut, you know? And you not only have the procedure and, and rehab from it, but some guys get better. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. And this just isn't a cardinal thing. Uh, and as I was talking to John Mose, like I remember when everybody, Kyle, was having the rotator cuffs issue. Now, rotator is a whole lot different than, than Tommy John because rotator you normally don't come back from. But Tommy John, because I think the, the technology on how to do it and there are more surgeons who are familiar with it, and I think the Cardinals are blessed right now to have George Paletta and Lyndon Gross back on the team. Uh, those two guys have done so many of these. And they also work with Dr. James Andrews, who's one of the foremost surgeons in this field. If I'm a Cardinal and I've got those guys standing over me, I think i got a pretty good chance to be a better pitcher if I go through the process the right way on rehab. What does training regimen, too, do you think, Kyle, have to do with it? And the way that big league players today arrive in shape, stay in shape year-round, nutrition, um, habits, that all has something to do with the rehabilitation process. If you're already, you know, uh, an athlete that's in great shape, you'd imagine your body's going to respond better as you rehab. Yeah, and to go back to what you said, you know, it used to be called throwing your arm out. Yeah, <laughs> guys exactly, just, they, yeah. They threw their arm out and their career was over. Well, now they can fix it. And I think we see, you know, one, guys are throwing harder. Everybody wants to know why the rise in, in Tommy John's. One, guys are throwing harder. Two, the technology, like you said, they're able to go in, get a scan, and go, you know what, you got this small tear. But guess what? Here's the 98% chance success rate or whatever it is. You know, if you're if you're somebody that has that and you know it's already partially torn, you're going to go ahead and have it. Whereas 20 years ago, you're not having it until you absolutely have yeah. to because you don't know the success rate. So, um, and Dr. Paletta, like you said, he's he's autographed me six times and <laughs> um, and, and and I love him and, and he's saved my career and and gave me an opportunity to, to pitch at this level and, and been outstanding. So the surgeon is a huge part of it. The other huge part is your rehab. The guys, the success rate at the at the professional level is so much higher than the collegiate level, and so much higher than the than the high school and amateur level, because of the rehab process. Look, these guys come in and have a team that's dedicated to them and their rehab. They get everything that they need to do. They do it five, six, seven days a week, and they don't or, have a history class to go to. Or exactly. Yeah. So at high school level, you know, you you go to somebody that maybe doesn't rehab these very often. You maybe you're going two times a week. So you know, their job is to rehab and and to get better. So that's why you see the success rate at this level be so high. Uh, I also hear people the crazy thing of you know young kids having it so they don't have it again. That is yeah. insane because the 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 success rate at that level, you know. <laughs> Not even old man the fact on a major league team. I don't think that you're going to have the same impact. And but, I hear that a lot about kids. Parents now go to doctors and say, "Should he go ahead and have right. it now?" Unbelievable. It, it, anytime you get opened up for anything, I mean, there's always a risk involved. Well, well, someone told me one of the best things they said. The advice that they then give is, "Don't have the procedure, but then do all the rehab work as if you did for an entire year." 
to help build your strength up and help with some of the preventative measures. But, yeah, that, that's absolutely crazy. I think, though, as you mentioned, the professional level and how you can dedicate it to your full-time job, mm-hmm. what does it say that we're not even talking about Lance Lynn as a question mark? Like, he's in. Oh, yeah. And, and he just yeah. had it, and it's like, all right, he's going to be fine because we saw the results of his hard work last year when he went and pitched in minor league games and responded well that now he's just back in the rotation. You know, uh, I think there was an interesting question raised. Maybe it was you uh, with John Mozeliak because of this new radical uh, surgery that Dr. Perletta has perfected. Uh, the recovery time is a lot quicker, but they made it very clear that he had a rupture compared to the slight tear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that says it all. But you're right, Chris, about the fact of the recovery time. Uh, and, and you're coming back throwing better. Now, let me run this by you, Kyle, because they say that first year you're not yourself. It's really the second year when you come back. Tell us a little bit about what the difference you noticed when you had the second year under your belt. Rick Ankill told me when I had it, it's going to take you 24 months to be you again. Mm-hmm. I don't care what any doctor tells you. What You can physically get on the mountain and throw at 10, 12 months, but you're not going to be yourself. And for me, it was 22 months to the day that it clicked in and my velocity went up, my, my late life. Because there's so much more than just, than just the radar gun right. at, at this level. It's about your late life. It's about your, your angle. It's about the, 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 the movement on your secondary pitches. When does all that come? It's how you can bounce back. It's how, you know, all of those things. I will say the one thing that concerns me about the timing of Reyes is that let's fast forward to next year. He's going to be pushing to be ready for the season. And he's not going to have that that break. Lance Lynn's timing was perfect. He he rehabbed, went on his on his uh, minor league outings, and then he had a full off season. You need down. that yeah. time because think about this: Reyes, he's going to be in that cast for what ten to fourteen days, and then he'll be out and he'll be in that brace and he'll be doing some very very small stuff. So in eight weeks, he's going to be going to. All the way up until spring. And then all of a sudden you jump in and now you expect them to take on that workload. So then you look at limiting innings. You're going to have to build them in a break. I, I, I hate his timing. And, there, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Right. But, you know, you just think about next year. It's going to be a lot to ask of him to go into next year into a, you know, you know and, and a, a good example is that was uh, Fernandez in, in Miami. He yeah. had the same thing, came back, he was lights out, and then all of a sudden, boom, the you drop have a dip off. after you, about you, six to eight yeah. You wonder or – in a perfect world, if you could almost say, listen, let's just aim for the all-star break and we'll treat it like we're making a trade in, in the middle of the season. Yeah, but that and, doesn't and, work. Well, I know. That's why. <laughs> from and, a, and from the a player's standpoint. And, yeah. and the world's not perfect. Right. But, I mean, if you as an organization could say, listen, we don't – it's almost like last year when, when people were saying to Lance Lynn, could you come back and pitch in the playoffs? He didn't even put it on the table. And if you as an organization could say, listen, we understand – the control we have of this guy for the long term and what he means, we're going to tell him it's not even on the table to pitch at the beginning of next year. No. You're, you're going to be here, hey, but you know, listen, try as hard as you want, push as hard as you want. We're going to control every step of that. We'll see you in July. I, I was going to say right after the All-Star break is when we look to have you be part of what we do, but we're still not counting on you to exactly. be the guy. And it's so hard to well, say. And well, here's the other thing with him. You look at this year and last year – He's got a lot of bullets still left, mm-hmm. if you remember, because of the suspension. He didn't pitch a lot. Obviously, he's not going to pitch this year. And as you said, I think July is probably more of an appropriate time where he'll be effective compared to just being able to throw. And absolutely. But you, you, 
you can't tell him that. I know. No, I know. <laughs> you can't tell him that for a while. Keep pitching, yeah. kid. We'll let you know. <laughs> hey, you Clips, go, I'll let you, you tell go, him that. <laughs> you go through your process. Too big for me to be telling anything. That's you go through one. your process. You get ready, and 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 we'll dictate from there. And it might mean you have to spend some time in AAA. But as a player that you know you can pitch in the big league level, that's not. Yeah. That that's not an option. I, no, I'm ready. I want to go. And then you know it's, it's so it's a tough. Not you know the team has to navigate you know controlling him and putting the reins on him. But then you also have to navigate the. How do you introduce that? And what, what is your plan? But, yeah, he's a special talent. I mean, you, you have to treat him very carefully and, and, and be very cautious with, with how you proceed with this. Well, guys, just as you alluded to, Clay, it's an absolute beast. We'll see what just a year in the weight room does to him. And, uh, again, here's to a speedy recovery. And hopefully we'll look back and say, Cardinal fans, the wait was just a little bit delayed but well worth it in terms of Alex Reyes's career. Kyle McClellan, appreciate it, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. We'll take a break and to be back with more. Chris Raby and Mike Claiborne are with you on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day, presented by Ameren and the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. We're back in Jupiter on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Of course, the first full squad workouts on Saturday. But as the pitchers and catchers get their work in, plenty of position players are already here, hard at work. One among them is Matt Adams. We turn it over to Mike Claiborne. First of all, I'm sure you've heard this countless times. You look good. Yeah, um, this is the best I've felt in my life, and uh, just excited to you know get things rolling down here. Um, put it, put in the work in the off season, and change you know made a lifestyle change, and um, feeling good out there on the field also. What was the biggest change you had to make? Is it what you were eating or when you were eating? Because everybody's got their own approach about it. Yeah, I think uh, for me it was just. Um, you know, we we got um, with the sports dietitian, you know, my trainer and I, and, um, you know, just really got nailed down uh, the the timing of, of the eating. You know, just uh, we never went um, more than three and a half hours without eating. So it was just be, putting me on a strict schedule, and, you know, that, that's the way I work. So that's I think that's what, what helped out the most. Have you noticed a difference? I know it's early in spring training as far as your agility and things of that nature. Um, I'm feeling good out there. Like uh, some of the drills that Akendo's having me do with stretching and picking the ball and, and moving side to side, I feel pretty good. And then, uh, you know, hitting, you know, my body feels good. I feel like I'm I'm swinging the bat with, with all my body instead of just all upper or all lower. Like la- last couple of years, I wasn't really into my, my base and you know, I'm using that. So I, I feel like I'm in my base now and I'm swinging with, with the big muscle groups instead of just all upper body. And it's nice for you, obviously, to come into camp healthy, no injuries, no rehab. Uh, we saw something with uh, young Reyes, who's going to deal with Tommy John. What's it like for a player when you get shut down like that? And you've been shut down before during the season, which is no fun. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's tough, you know, but, but the guys, you know, like Reyes, um, you know, they they got a strong head on their shoulders. And, and as long as they got the right mindset, you know, that, you know, this isn't, you know, it's a bad thing to begin with, but you know, you're if you you put the work in, you'll come back healthier and stronger than ever. So it's I think that's that's the big message right there. Visiting with Matt Adams here, um, your situation this year, you come into camp, um, everything's written in pencil in my opinion. How do you prepare? Because obviously you you want to be part of this and you deserve the opportunity to play. So what's your approach this year as far as goals are concerned? Um, you know, just just take it day by day. You know, make sure that I'm prepared. Um, you know, each day and, you know, that I'm, I'm getting my work in out on the field and um, putting the work in in the cage and, you know, just, you know, everything, 
on, on that matter is out of my control. I can control what I can control, and that's showing up here each day, each morning, um, ready to work, ready to get better. So that's that's just where my mindset's at right now. And it's amazing in this game, and you've seen it firsthand. If you're ready to play, there's always playing time for a player. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I you know I put in the work this offseason, you know, and I'm going to continue that throughout the season. So I think as long as I, um, you know, keep uh you know keep it light and you know keep things out of my mind and, and not thinking about stuff and then then i can go out there on the field and just play and, and play the game that i know how to play all right final question for you what'd you do with the old wardrobe <laughs> i uh sent some of it home to my dad but uh you know i had to go into some stores before i head down here and um had to pick up some new clothes for sure yeah, I mean, uh, you had to get out of just a gym short mode. You got to have some travel suits going for you. Yeah, um, you know, the the first thing that I bought was a suit for Greg uh, Garcia's wedding um, earlier on in the off season. So that was nice. I could sl- slim down in the suit for that one, and then um, you know, it just got better and better with that, with uh, a couple of new pairs of pants and um, fitting into some smaller shirts, which is nice. What size are your shirt rise now? Down to an XL, but um, Did you? um yeah. Just trying to show off the figure a little bit. <laughs> have fun with it and have a great spring, sir. All right, thank you. Appreciate it. Visit the official online shop of the Cardinals at cardinals.com slash shop for the largest selection of authentic caps, T-shirts, jerseys, hoodies, collectibles, and more. Get your gear straight from the source at cardinals.com slash shop. Some excitement at Bush Stadium as another concert has been announced for this summer. Vicki Bryant fills us in next on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day presented by Ameren on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Well, first it was Billy Joel. Now another exciting concert announcement coming to Bush Stadium. Chris Ramby and Mike Claiborne are back with you in Jupiter on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network, and we head north to say hello to Vicky Bryant from the Cardinals. Vicky, how are you? Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. We were so excited to talk about the Billy Joel concert coming to Bush Stadium, and now another exciting announcement about a concert that is coming. Metallica part of their 25-city world-wired tour. Tickets on sale February 17th at 10 a.m., and they start at just 55.50. Go to cardinals.com slash Metallica on Friday. How exciting, Vicki. How did this come about? Well, this is, um, you know, another show we've been working on for um, some time and um, not quite as long as Billy Joel, but um, the opportunity came up and we had, you know, an, an, an opening in the schedule, although a little bit challenging on the um, on the build side because it's a sh- little bit short on time. But um, nonetheless, you know, we were excited to have the opportunity to bring another show this summer and also a different genre to Bush Stadium. Hey, Vicki, uh, it, it seems like now with these concerts, and the way the music industry works, this is one of the few ways an artist can actually make money is going on the road, and the outdoor venue seems to serve them well. Do, do you see more of this down the road where a lot of the, the bigger names will start to take their act on the road to the larger venues compared to the arenas? Certainly, you know, for a while it was um, cost prohibitive, and they, you know, many of the stadium shows um, you didn't see as many, but um, it seems like. Um, last year, this year, we're seeing more and more of these, um, you know, artists going out in these big, big uh, venues, and um, you know, I think that will continue. Uh, because it's just a great experience uh, when you have, you know, the energy of that many people in one location and, um, you know, with a big productions because they can do much bigger stages, bigger productions, pyro and, you know, huge video screens that they, you know, a lot of times can't do in the smaller venues. 
Sunday, June 4th, Metallica coming to Bush Stadium as part of their World Wired Tour. Tickets go on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Cardinals.com slash Metallica. They start at just $55.50, and every ticket purchased will include a copy of Hardwired to Self-Destruct, the new album. What an attractive price point to start at, too, Vicky. Price points it starts at um, fifty five fifty, so you know it. Um, it you know it's great. Um, you know I, I think the pricing for the show is, is good, and certainly you know there's not a bad seat in the house, and you will absolutely be able to hear them anywhere in this in the stadium. <laughs> hey, or in the who city. else will you? Who else will be on with them? Uh, is there an opening act, or has that been announced yet? Um, for this show, um, right now, there, Volbeat is um, going to be a special guest, and, you know, we anticipate that there is likely to be one other added um, to the show. So it be uh, two warm-up acts and, you know, our, our special guests uh, prior to Metallica taking the stage. Vicki, if someone hasn't seen a concert at Bush Stadium, how would you describe that experience? You know, if you have, if you're a concert goer and you're in a smaller venue, there's just something about being out in the open. Um, you know, certainly you get a taste of that a bit in the amphitheater, but you know, with the stadium, it's they're always bigger productions and really, um, you know, a lot of fun, and it becomes an entertainment experience um, in addition to just you know sitting and you know enjoying the music. I don't know, you guys as well offer uh, the all-inclusive tickets to a concert like this, uh, which really adds uh, maybe a different uh, kind of experience to what already should be a fantastic night. And they're really a great value um, when you look at how they're priced. You know, they have, um, you know, additional, you know, you've got all of a nice, typically a nice uh, meal served with, um, you know, your beverages, both soda and, you know, beer and water. And so, you know, it really makes for um, an upscale experience and, um, you know, and it's always in an uncomfortable location. So um, that's one of, you know, quite frankly, one of my favorite places to watch, um, uh, one of these concerts from is one of the all-inclusives, whether it's our party suite or the Champions Club or Bank of America. It's just a really uh, nice way to enjoy a concert um, in style. There are some additional VIP packages available as well, which include experiences. But again, for all of the information on tickets, go to cardinals.com slash Metallica. Again, those tickets going on sale to the public Friday at 10 a.m. starting at just fifty-five fifty. cardinals.com slash Metallica. Uh, always a pleasure to speak with Vicki Bryant, Cardinals Vice President of Event Services and Merchandising. You're staying very, very busy. Congratulations on another marquee event at Bush Stadium, and we'll talk to you soon, Vicki. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. We'll take a break, come back, and wrap up this edition of Cardinals Countdown to opening day next on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network. Well, a pretty eventful first couple of days here in camp for the St. Louis Cardinals in Jupiter as we are back for the final time on Cardinals Countdown to opening day on the St. Louis Cardinals radio network along with Mike Claiborne. I'm Chris Raby. Ben Boyd is our executive producer. And by the time we talk next week on the program, Cardinals full lineup will be here and well, it put together a couple of days of work. Of course, the full club workouts uh, begin this Saturday and a lot of work to be done, not just on the field, but in some of the preparation for how the Cardinals are going to go about that work. There's been talk about some changes to spring training, how they do things, but the focus remains on getting guys prepared in the best way possible, says Mike Matheny. One of the things I said this morning was um, something I know that Tony said a long time ago, all the time, you know, you start all over. It's, you start at ground zero 
or start at zero every year. And I think the same thing goes no matter how many spring trainings a guy's been to or how many years they've had big leagues. Um, it's just something that I think you'd be doing yourself a disservice to take anything for granted. So this time of year, especially when we're going everything kind of a little more at a, a pace, um, there's certain guys that are going to be ready to throw, and they'll look like they're ready to throw all out. And other guys just need to kind of take the time. When we're doing our drills, you're going to see more of a concentration on on the mechanics more so than the speed and the intensity. That'll that'll have to be added in later. Um, but I think our, our veteran guys have always done a real nice job of, of kind of going about it um, with an open mind and something that they can learn from. That's what we. I believe has been an advantage of this organization. We have leaders who uh, don't take things like that for granted. Looking forward to uh, picking back up next week and having a lot to talk about, including the position players who will be on the field. Live BP will be underway and will be just a few days away from the first game here in Jupiter, right over my shoulder at Roger Dean Stadium. All right, a little more business before we get out of here. Let's get some basketball tickets to someone. Giving away six ticket vouchers for any single session of the 2017 Missouri Valley Conference Men's Basketball Tournament, March 2nd through the 5th. For more information on the Missouri Valley Conference games, visit archmadness.com. Okay, that's going to be it for us tonight. And I know that a lot of what we talked about with disappointment, Cardinals fans were so excited to see Alex Reyes, so excited to, after last year and the spectacular entrance in a major league debut that he had, see how he was going to fit into the rotation. But injuries, disappointment, setbacks, all a part of the game. Unfortunately, um, the Cardinals will have to wait a year to see how Alex Reyes fits in a full season in a St. Louis Cardinals uniform, but will it be Michael Waka reemerging healthy and reclaiming his spot in the rotation after his brilliant debut back in 2013 and some on and off seasons that have been hampered by injuries over the past few years? Could it be someone like Tyler Lyons, Marco Gonzalez, maybe Luke Weaver who came up and made a memorable debut at Wrigley Field against the Chicago Cubs. Can't wait to find out and can't wait to chat with you next week. Thank you to all of our guests tonight. Thank you to my co-host, Mike Claiborne, also our executive producer, Ben Boyd, who is with us in Jupiter, doing a great job as always. Alex Ferrario, Ryan Schulte, helping out back in our St. Louis studios. I'm Chris Raby. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week as the Cardinals continue to prepare for game action and... Hope that we've got some more good news to talk about next Wednesday on Cardinals Countdown to Opening Day. Until then, this has been another edition of the program. We are, as always, presented by Ameren. We'll talk to you next Wednesday right here on the St. Louis Cardinals Radio Network.